Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. God is good. Hallelujah. We are here another morning. Thank you, Jesus. And the sun is shining brightly. I thank God for the sun. Hallelujah. We got to keep people in prayer all around the world. There's so much going on. They're even trying to block the sun, but you can't block the sun. Amen. The S-U-N will burn you up, and the S-O-N, you got to go through him. You can't block anything that the Son of God does. Amen. So we're covered by the name and the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm thank you. I'm, I thank all of you for coming on this morning. I'm very thankful. Um, I'm waiting for, uh, we, we have a pastor from uh, Pakistan who is trying to dial in. Um, I think he's trying to dial in from uh, WhatsApp. So let's pray for Pastor Ezekiel. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is good. I'm going to be discussing something today, and I, I entitled it, God the Gardener. You know, I'm in a lot of uh, homesteading groups and gardening groups and things like that, and and uh, it's so helpful. And the Lord laid it on my heart. He's a gardener, too. Amen. Hallelujah. He is the gardener. Amen. So I'm going to be speaking on that today. And uh, I would like it if you would pray for me as I'm speaking on this subject. And I want to let you know that I've been praying for all of you. I pray every day. I get prayer requests every day. And I add everybody in because Jesus died for everybody. Amen. Not just certain people. Jesus died for all human beings. So whether we like them or whether we don't, he loves them. Amen. He wants them to come to him. Amen. And uh, everybody has a chance to tell somebody about the love of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. But um, what I would like to do first before we get started, everybody grab your pens, your pencils, and your writing utensils. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. And while you're preparing, I would like to have a little praise and worship for a minute, and then we'll get started and pray in. I don't care what it feels like I don't care if the enemy tries to make you cry all night I don't care what they told you Just try to keep your composure Never mind the size of a mountain standing right before you Yeah. 
you wanna be and be I C T O I. Gotta put your game face on, don't be fake though. Going from low to high. If one of them names is calling them names, then you'll be Hallelujah, you will win. And I just wanted to tell some of you, I don't know if it has something to do with bandwidth or whatever, but when I play it by myself before everybody comes on, everything's fine. But for some strange reason, it, I don't know, it didn't seem to like the, the hi-hat or the bass or whatever, but I hope it came in clear for all of you. It is telling us you will win. We already won with Christ Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, Lord God, I thank you for this beautiful day. No matter what the weather is like, we're alive and we're able to thank you and talk to you. Thank you for talking to us as well. Thank you for coming to us in our dreams and just sending us hints and, and messages and using people to bless us, to lead you, lead us on, you lead us on the right path, which way to go. Your Holy Spirit tells us to go to the left, we go to the left, tells us to go to the right, we go to the right. Forgive us for the times that we ignored the voice of the Spirit of Most High God. At times we ignored you, Lord God. We know that you sent Jesus to forgive us already, so we are forgiven. Hallelujah for all those who are on here to feel condemnation. Um, in in uh, the holy, the, the uh, devil is trying to make them feel. Uh, condemn. He's trying to condemn them and make them feel bad about anything that they have done. We pray for them right now for more confidence in Christ Jesus, and so that they would know that they are already forgiven. Thank you, Lord, for your blood, Jesus. Thank you for your wonderful name. People are even trying to say nowadays, people who call themselves children of the Most High God are even trying to say nowadays that your name and your blood is not enough, that we are using it like genies, and that's not the truth. The devil is a liar. Your name and your blood is all we need. You are awesome, and we thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, and we love you. We love you when you talk to us, when we hear you speaking to our hearts, whispering to our minds, or whether we can't hear anything. 
we still know that we are children of the Most High God, hallelujah, and we know that we are loved by God. When you get ready to speak to us, then we will hush and listen to what the Spirit says to us. So Holy Spirit, use me today to deliver this word. We love you and thank you in Jesus' holy name. Amen and amen. Bless everybody that's on here today. I'm going to talk about God the gardener. God the gardener. Are you a gardener? God is a gardener, and we're supposed to be like our Father in heaven. Amen? So just what does the term gardener entail? A gardener is one who cultivates, uh, or some cultivate as a pastime, and some cultivate for a living. To cultivate is to prepare. Listen, when I when I tell you all this, I want you to listen, take notes, and write down what the Holy Spirit says to you. Amen? Because when we're speaking spiritually and we're speaking in the natural here, okay? A, to cultivate is to prepare and use land for crops or gardening. Are you preparing? Amen? Or are you just going through life day by day, glad the sun came up one day and mad because it didn't the next day? <laughs> Hallelujah. You break up soil. When you cultivate, you break up soil in preparation for sowing or planting. Are you breaking soil? Or are we just crying on a pillow at night and feeling sorry for ourselves? Amen. We should be busy gardening. Breaking up all this hard, rocky soil that is around us on this earth, physically and spiritually. Amen? To raise or grow plants, especially on a large scale, for commercial purposes. One who is engaged in commerce. And we know commerce is, deals with social dealings between people. Right? Amen? And we know it's God's heavenly commerce, not Satan's. Now, Satan has a commerce on this earth as well. Money, greed, fortune, fame. But God has a commerce as well. Love, joy, peace, hallelujah, and the Holy Ghost. Amen? Abundance. Stability. Uh, we must ask ourselves... Do we grow or maintain living tissue in culture, that is bi biology, actually, try to develop or acquire? That's what that means. Are you trying every morning that you wake up to develop, quote unquote, or, unquote, or acquire? Are you, what are you trying to acquire when you go to sleep at night and wake up in the morning? Why are you sleeping? What are you sleeping for? What are you resting for? What are your future plans? Are you trying to develop like God does? Your father is a developer. You see on the movies all the time where the developer comes along and takes out all the trees and everything and so that they can build a, a, a mall or something like that. Are you a developer? Amen. Are you improving or developing something every single day? You know, you can't stand still and not do anything. You have to have some kind of plans. Amen? If you don't use something, it will sooner or later become unusable. And you can't blame God, right? 
And it also means to inhabit. What are we inhabiting? Amen. Are we inhabiting good soil, good ground, good people, good word? Are we telling people about Jesus Christ? Hallelujah. Are you living in the spirit so that you won't satisfy the flesh? And here's some synonyms. Uh, Reaper, an agriculturist, breeder, cropper, harvester, a homesteader. Okay, I'm in a lot of homesteader groups, and homesteaders, they call them off-grid. Are you you living the kind of life where you can be off-grid? You don't need the government. You don't need anybody. All you need is God. Are you off-grid? Are you self-sustaining? Amen? If uh, uh, that disease that came out a couple years ago, we know what it is. I won't even give it place here uh, to say its name. But it shut down a lot of people. It shocked a lot of people. People got caught off guard. Businesses shut down. People committed suicide. They lost their money. They lost their businesses. Amen. Couldn't go to work. And everybody just became a cluster of people who needed help because they weren't prepared. They weren't self-sustaining. Amen. You are a planter, a producer. What are you producing? You are a gleaner. God made you that way. You're like him. Amen. Let us make man in our image. You're like your father. You're a grower. You're a sower. You are a tiller. What has the devil been whispering to you lately? Amen? He's surely not going to use these words, right? He can't do it. So he's going to try to make you feel like you can't do it. You can be self-sustaining. God had something in mind when he made the Garden of Eden. We don't know exactly what it was. Was it an idea to host his heavenly parties? (laughs) We don't know, right? You Imagine the plans that God had for Adam when he placed him in that beautiful garden. You know, I want to throw this out to you. If there is no eating and drinking in heaven, why would God need a garden? Think about it. Let's go to Romans fourteen seventeen. Romans fourteen uh, seventeen, and it says, "For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace, 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 and joy, 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 in the Holy Ghost." Amen. For he that in these things serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved of men. So obviously God wasn't trying to grow nice uh, vegetables and trees and fruit for a heavenly party, right? Amen? 
everything God gives his children is a gift, no matter how large or how small. Now, this is going to knock a lot of people's socks off. Genesis 2, 1 to 5. Let's turn to Genesis 2, 1 to 5. It says, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had made, and rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it he had rested from all his work which God created and made. These are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Amen. And I'll go verse 5, and it says, And every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. Amen. There was not a man to till the ground. So, in verse 6, it says, But there went up, but there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. Now, where did the mist, if God hadn't caused it to rain upon the earth, where did the mist come from? Uh, steam, perhaps? <laughs> Amen? Amen. So, man's purpose was not to worship God. Uh, you ever hear somebody say, well, why was man made? Why did God make man? And because he needed to have someone to win. He didn't need anything. God did not need man to worship him. Man's purpose was not to worship, but to work. Amen? Verse 6 says, The mist from the ground would have caused an overgrowth. overgrowth. If God wouldn't have sent man to till the ground and take care of the ground, it would have caused an overgrowth with everything that he had put on it, the fields, the herbs of the fields would have grew over and actually looked like, the earth would have looked like a chia pet. Amen? Overgrowth. God wants us to, to take care of our belongings. Amen? And, and you can't say that it would have rotted because death wasn't introduced on the earth at that time, right? Amen? Hallelujah. Now, man was created, Genesis 2, 7. Man was created a body and soul. Amen. 2, 7 says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. So, actually, man was a soul. He was a body laying there on the ground, and he was a soul. But without the breath of God, you are not. You're a soul, but not a living soul. After God breathed into man, he then became a living soul. Okay? He was just a body at first without God's breath. 
God gave him what we call you here today the term breath of life. Amen. God put his spirit in him. He gave him breath. Amen. Now, you hear me talking about, I preached this before. Some of you may have heard this Psalm 119. We discussed Psalm 119 before. Amen. And verses 57 to 64 talks about it's headed up as Cheth, C-H-E-T-H. It signifies the breath. I told you that Psalm 119 is broken down into eight verses all the way through. Eight verses all the way through Psalm 119. And Cheth signifies the breath, God's breath. Amen. Now, Neshema, N-E-S-H-E-E-M-A, means breath. And Neshama is soul. So Adam got Neshima and Neshama. Amen. And what does Psalm 150 verse 6 say? Amen. Hallelujah. Psalm 150, verse 6. Let's turn and see. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Everything that has breath should be praising the Lord. But Satan came in and, pardon the pun, blew all that. Right? So now we have to make up our minds who we're going to serve. Are you going to serve the Creator? Amen and have his living, uh, lovable, wonderful breath inside of you, or are you going to serve Satan? Now, chest can be pronounced as heth, H-E, it's, it's H, uh, capital H, small h, E-T-H. Also, H-E, which is pronounced You can't hear me. <laughs> but it's like breathing out real quick. And that's what they call the tetramammogram. Amen, which is God's unspeakable name. You can, Jewish people years ago, and some of them still do it, they will not speak God's name. But you can, if, you, if you breathe a, a quick, short breath, that is God's name. Amen? Indescribable. It's only a slight breath that sounds like, like you're breathing out. It's a striking equivalence of tefila, T-E-F-I-L-A, which means prayer. Isn't that something? God's breath, when you say his name, creates prayer. It's a prayer. Amen? And when you say Baruch Hashem, that means blessed is the name. And I say Baruch Hashem every day. I say it in the morning when I get up, and I say it at night before I close my eyes. I bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Baruch Hashem. Bless the name of the Lord. And David is saying in Psalm 119, verse 57, that he would keep God's words. Amen? But Adam didn't keep God's words. God's words are an oath of promise. God made promises to his children because he loves us. He will not. God is not a man that he should lie. He will not go back on his promises. Some of us do. We've, how many times have we promised something to somebody or something and didn't go through with it? And didn't think that, well, nobody saw us and nobody heard, so why worry about it, right? God's not like that. And David was also speaking of his zealousness to make mistakes in serving God. He loved God so much, you're going to make mistakes. So if you're doing that and you're zealous and you love the Lord, you're going to make mistakes? Ask God to forgive you, and he'll forgive you. And keep on. Amen? Adam made the mistake with Eve. Did he not? He had more zeal to agree with his woman than God. 
Amen. And you heard me say before, all he had to do was ask God for another one. You love God. Ask God. Say, God, this person is wicked. Can you replace them? <laughs> Amen. Help me. You know, even if some, no matter what kind of relationship it is, on your job, whatever, say, God, help me in this situation. That's all that needed to be said, right? Now, Genesis 2.8. It says, and the Lord God planted a garden eastward in the Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. Amen? God became a gardener, the first gardener. Amen? And unlike the movies on TV, it's not east of Eden. God only knows what they mean by that. It's east in Eden, which means... Eden is paradise. Amen? God wanted us to live in paradise. Do you hear this? God wanted us to live in paradise. It's a place of pristine or abundant natural beauty. It's a place of pleasure. That was God's intention for man. That was God's intention for you. How do people serve the devil when he ruined that. Only Lucifer could attempt to remove man from a place of pleasure only to make him give attention to his false pleasure, well, what he calls pleasures, and enough. sin, sex, food, money. Lucifer slash Satan is a thief. He steals ideas. Do you hear this? He steals ideas, but his ideas don't work like God's because God is God. Amen? Nobody can be above him. Nobody can beat him. But one fine day, God's reapers will do their business and wipe out Satan's cosmic jokers, leaving us all in peace and heavenly bliss. Y'all, hang on. Amen? Hang on. Let's turn to Matthew 30, Matthew 13, actually. Turn your Bible to Matthew uh, chapter 13, verse 30. Amen. This is live, y'all. <laughs> 13, verse 30. And it says, speaking of reapers, Jesus is saying these words. He said, let both grow together. He's talking about the wheat and the tare. Don't worry about whether or not there's evil planted in places where the wheat is. Amen? Where the good folks are. There are bad people everywhere. Amen? He says, let both grow together until the harvest. In the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, Jesus is in charge. He's going to tell the reapers, gather ye together first the tares. And bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my paradise, into my barn. Amen? Amen? And then verse 39, the enemy that sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world, and the reapers are the angels. Amen? What a gift. God gave us angelic reapers that is going to clean out everything evil that has tried to stop you from 
living in peace, living in paradise, having abundance. Hallelujah. Trying to stop you from having faith in God, having faith in yourself. The rapers are causing us to think that we're not good enough for God. Therefore, a lot of people go back and sin again because the devil has whispered into their ears that they're not good enough. Amen? Now let's talk about the garden contents. Genesis chapter 2, go back, verses 9 to 17. And it says, And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for, for food. Good for food. <laughs> Who's it for? See, the tree of life, also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And a river went out of Eden to water the garden, had its own water. God is awesome, right? He didn't need no pumps and no wells, amen? <laughs> and from thence it was parted and became into four heads. The name of the first is Pison, uh, that it is which compassed the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold, okay? That's one. And the gold of that land is good. There is Bedillion and the onyx stone. And the name of the second river is Gion. The same is that compassed the whole land of Ethiopia. And the name of the third river is Hedekah. That is, which goes toward the east of Assyria, and the fourth river in Euphrates. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to, what? Praise him. Y'all reading? Did you just catch that? Are you just reading with me? Amen. Hallelujah. He put him in the garden to dress it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, now these are his orders. I'm a Marine. When I was in the Marine Corps, they give you your orders, and whatever you got on that piece of paper, you did. Whatever they told you to do, you did. Amen. This is man's orders. Amen. And he and the Lord God commanded a man, saying, of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Amen. He let Adam name everything. He gave him the garden and told him what not to do. Amen. So God makes woman. <laughs> Genesis 2, 20 to 25. And it says, and Adam gave names to all cattle and the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. For Adam there was not fowl to help meat for him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. Did you hear the future here? I don't know how many people caught that. that he's speaking of the future. Amen. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. Amen. Why? Here's my question. Why would any man today want to be identified 
as the weaker as a weaker vessel. Woman is considered as a weak weaker vessel. Amen. Adam was given help, but what people don't understand is he was still the HMIC, the head man in charge. Amen. And today he still is. Man is the head of the household. Amen. Now you want to look up weaker vessel, write down 1 Peter 3, 7. It's, it's talking about how a woman is the weaker vessel. Amen. And man is supposed to respect her as such. Amen. God said, let us make man in our image. One, uh, chapter 1, verse 26. God is a male, and he uses he, him, descriptions, terminology, right? <laughs> he made woman after him also, but made her image to correlate with Adam's image. It's a mutual relationship, a puzzle, so to speak. All the parts fit together. One thing affects or depends on another. They complement one another. Woman was a wonderful gift or help mate to Adam. Amen? Now, I believe God gives single women strength as one unit for all of us single women out there that don't have a man. Okay? Yes, you're getting a lot done. And and you're strong. And, and they sing, I'm every woman. It's all in me. But what you don't realize is God is sending his angels to help you. We're not strong because we're all that, right? We're strong because we have the help of God's angels. And I can verify, I can testify to that because when me and my daughter was moving a couple of years ago, I got stuck on, and this is just one incident, I got stuck on some steps with a heavy mattress, a very good heavy mattress, and it just flopped all over the place, one of the big heavy ones. I got down to the bottom of the steps into the living room, and there is um, a wall there. you got to get around the wall, so to speak, to get into the living room, and I was stuck. If I would have moved the wrong way, I would have crashed right through the window, and God only knows if that would have slipped my throat, if I ended up bleeding, something bad would have happened to me. And I prayed, and I prayed, and I prayed. And this is not the only time this happened to me. And I said, Lord, I'm not going to make it. This is bad. My daughter and I don't have any help. And if we don't do this, if you, if you don't help me to do this, something bad can happen. And, Lord God, I know you said you're, gonna, you're my help. You're going to help me in all times of trouble. And as I'm standing there at the bottom of the steps I, with this mattress on my shoulder, like so to speak, I'm pushing it with my shoulder so it won't go through the window, all of a sudden, I heard doosh. The, ma the mattress literally fell. It, it just dropped down mysteriously to the next step, and it helped me to pull it around that corner into the living room. Tell me that wasn't God. No, that wasn't good luck. That was good God. Amen? He helps women so that you won't be on your own, so that you can't say, where's God? He, he, he didn't help me. So beware of all these people who are trying to make it look like they can do anything without God. If you're strong, I'm a, I'm a strong woman as well, but it's because of God and his angels. Amen. I live in a country, and do you know how many times trees could have crashed through my house? They went the opposite way. <laughs> I'm mysteriously so. They went in a way that they should not have gone. Amen? God 
keeps us going. His angels are there. But if you're not working the word of God, they're standing there because you're not giving them anything to do. Amen? Lucifer didn't like the decision that God made a woman. How dare he? The triune God was male. All of the angels were male. <laughs> you know, and Lucifer's like, what's up with this woman stuff? This is something I didn't know about. I heard God talking. I heard them discussing. We were all there in heaven. And, and I see, the, he, oh, my God, the, the devil thinks he knows all your business, and he doesn't. He just acts like he knows all of your business. It's a farce. Don't fall for it. He doesn't know everything. He didn't know everything God was doing. He said, what's up with this woman stuff? So guess who he targeted? Genesis 3, 1 to 13. Amen. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, yet God hath said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. He's making the woman question herself. And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. Now she's beginning to change God's word. That's not what he said. Amen. And the serpent said unto the woman, yeah, you, surely, you shall not surely die. God didn't say lest. He said you will die. Don't ever change God's words. Amen. For God doth know that in the day that you eat it, your eyes will be opened and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when a woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes, made up her own mind, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, desire enters in. Amen. To make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her. And he did what? He sinned against God. He ate it. So I fault both of them. All he had to do was tell God. He fell for temp temptation is not the sin. Falling for temptation is a sin. Amen. And the eyes of them were open. Amen. And they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves in the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? God knows your business. He knows what you're doing. He, God is a wonderful God. He will ask you what you're doing. He doesn't have to ask you because he sees what you're doing. Oh, Jesus. And this is what's wrong with a lot of people. People think that they can get away with something because God didn't say anything about it. God didn't see it. Yes, he did. He saw everything they did. And he said, I heard a voice in the garden. I was afraid. Fear enters in because I, Satan brought in fear. Everything was pristine and beautiful before, remember? Because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree where I commanded thee that thou should not eat? See, God is not an accuser. He doesn't point fingers. He asks questions. Amen? And the man said, the woman who gave it to me, this is where the blame game starts. He blames Eve. Amen? All he had to do was ask God to make it better. And guess what? Toodles to paradise. Amen? Amen. And the Lord God said unto the woman, what is this that thou hast done? Say, toodles to paradise. And ever since, we have been paying for this mistake, this sin against God, just like Israel does every time they sin against God. 
This is why we have to keep each other in prayer. Keep each other in prayer. I don't care who you like or who likes you, who you don't like or who doesn't like you. Pray for souls. Pray for human beings everywhere. The devil doesn't want us to pray for each other. Amen. And to end, God had to scratch those plans off the boardroom chalkboard. (laughs) Amen. But however, he did have a plan B. Much to Satan's chagrin, God had a plan B. Amen. Guess what it is labeled? Plan B, Jesus, Yeshua. Are you saved? If you're not saved, you haven't accepted Jesus, Yeshua, as your Savior, just say this. Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I believe you died on a cross and rose three days later. I accept you as my Savior. I love you, Jesus. Thank you so much. And amen. And God bless you. If you said that, you're now saved. Amen. You're saved from sin and hell and death and all the other stuff that these reapers are going to be throwing into hell. Throwing into the fiery, eternal, fiery furnace that you will not be able to get out of. Amen? Now we can meet and gather together. Hallelujah. Gather together together for the wonderful feast that God has for us. Amen? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So are you a gardener? Become a cultivator. A gardener. Get to getting. Amen? Hallelujah. Amen. God is good. The Lord bless you and keep you, make his face to shine upon you, give you his countenance. Hallelujah. So when people look at you, they see him. Amen. And give you peace, joy, love, abundance. Hallelujah. More joy. Jesus joy, they call it. Hallelujah. Where nothing bothers you. Because even if it does, you take it in privacy in your own room or wherever your your prayer room is and and tell God. Don't tell people because they repeat everything they hear. Tell God. Amen. Reverend Essie signing off. Have a beautiful, beautiful Sunday and enjoy that sun. The sun is coming in and out and it looks gorgeous. Enjoy your Sunday. In Jesus' name, amen.